Welcome to Vit Friends Podcast, Living Life and Love. I'm your host, Mark Braxton from Raleigh, North Carolina. Vit Friends is a national vitiligo support community founded by Valerie Molyneux. For information about Vit Friends classes, support groups for youth, teens, and adults, visit us at www.vitfriends.org. For questions or comments, you can email us at support at vitfriends.org. Vit Friends podcasts are now sponsored by my vitiligo team. Welcome to Living Life and Love. I'm your host, Mark Braxton from Raleigh, North Carolina. So on today's show, I would like to welcome Grover Neal. Welcome, Grover. How are you, sir? Hey, man. I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're welcome, man. Awesome, awesome. So I think we're going to have a great conversation. Um, so before we really dig into some information about vitiligo and your journey, um, give our listeners a little background about yourself. Like, where are you from and what type of work you do before vitiligo? Then we jump into vitiligo. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, I'm from... Uh... Uh, Houston, Texas. Been here for, for about 23 years. Uh, I'm a personal trainer and I work with Herbalife. So I'm a personal trainer and an Herbalife coach. And uh, that keeps me busy. That keeps me motivated. That keeps me going. Absolutely. And uh, and I'm really involved in church. So that's what Ooh. I do here in Houston, Texas. Oh, good, good, good. And I actually have um, some friends from Houston, um, Texas. So we'll talk about that a little bit after the show. Um, okay. Maybe, maybe you might know some of the people. And um, I have a friend that's, that was, I don't know if she's still into it, into Herbalife, but she was heavily into it. Um, okay, awesome. I just haven't talked to her in a minute, so I, I don't know if she's still doing it. Um, but you say you're heavily into church. Let's, let's talk a little bit about that. What What is your journey, your, your faith journey, and just share that with our listeners? Man. <laughs> Hey, how much time do you have? Real talk. Oh, uh, we got about an hour. <laughs> okay, man. My faith journey is my foundation. Right. That is where I strive, and that is where I live. That is where I have my joy. That is where I have my peace. That is where I have my my worth for living. Right. You know, my dad. My dad was a, a minister, so I'm a PK. Okay, you know what they say about PKs. Oh yeah, oh yes. But but one of the yeah, good ones. So, <laughs> hey, I'm so, one of the good ones. Hey, hey, we know about yeah, the PKs. You know, you can they walk a thin line. You know, man, we do walk a thin line. Trust <laughs> me. <laughs> but uh, so growing up with my father being a minister, man, and it's so funny because he and I worked really close together, right. and he really wanted to groom me to be a pastor. Because no, we just worked so close, but that was not my calling. Absolutely. But as you get older, man, all that stuff that he says, all that stuff that you hear in Sunday school, all those right. comes to life. And uh, so now I'm at, I found a wonderful church here in Houston. We serve awesome. the community and I have some great friends in church and I'm really involved because my whole thing is, my dad was one to, our motto was to love, to right. share love and to give back. Absolutely. And I go to a church that does exactly that. And, and you know, Grover, that's important. Because um, sometimes, you know, not, not to dig too much into the faith aspect of it, um, but you can find a church that that really doesn't give back to the community. And I think that's a disservice to all of us. Because, you know, you got to help your community. You got to be able to give back. You know, and um, 
And even with our organizations, you know, with like our vitiligo community, you know, we have to give back. I know a lot of times yeah. we ask people to help us, you know, and give to us, but we also have to give to the community, you know, because we're serving yeah. people. We're serving human beings, you know, on this planet, you know? Yeah. So let me just say this. I go to New Faith Church in, in Houston, Texas. <laughs> go ahead, put that, that plug out there. That's all right. Say it again. <laughs> yeah. and you can give the address. Hey, that's fine. Somebody's hey, listening. Fuquay. All right. Yeah, no, that's important. Hey, Lewis is my pastor. Because <laughs> you, you know what? Somebody's going to hear it and say, you know what? I want to find we'll find out what his brother uh, worships. You know, I want to find out yeah. about this church that's given back. So it's important for yeah. us to get that information out. Um, Thanks, man. So, oh, you're welcome. Not a problem. Uh, let's talk a little bit about your vitiligo journey. Um, I know you're fresh with the community. Can you share with our listeners, you know, when your vitiligo started and what was your first thought? That's crazy, man. You know, looking back at pictures, it started back around last year, 2021, like around July and August. Wow. So you you're know, new, that's new. Wow. That's when I saw marks on my face. Right. You know, uh, they were small, small marks. So mm -hmm. I didn't think nothing right. of it. You know, so... And then I remember see another mark on my face. Didn't think right. nothing of it. But then the mark started showing up on my leg. Right. On my right leg, all in the back on my right leg. So then that's like, okay, Grover. You see it, you heard about it, right. but your thought is that's not gonna happen to me. You know? Right, absolutely. Especially at me being I'm fifty-seven. Right. So especially at fifty-seven, I'm thinking. It's not gonna happen to me. So anyway, I didn't go get diagnosed until May of this year. Okay. So I went and got diagnosed. And when I got diagnosed, of course I had more marks on oh no. My marks, I call them hide and seeks. Because mm. they come and they go. Right. Except right. for the ones on my neck. The ones on my neck just in my legs. They're they're there. They go. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so in May. I got diagnosed and I really didn't know much about it, but right. I immediately looked up models, black models with Verilago. Right. That's the first thing I did, man, because I heard <laughs> of them, I seen them. So I said, let me look at them. I, I looked at their pictures and they were beautiful. Absolutely. I mean, they were beautiful. They confidence. Just you just looked at them, and what they were doing was they were owning their look. Right. You know, they were owning it. So uh, I came home, and because uh, I did that while I was at the doctor's office before I left, I looked it up. So I didn't know nothing about very long Called my family and uh, my mom actually, and it runs in my family. Who knew? Right. What, you know, my no, cousin. You learned. My cousin called me. He has it. My cousin called wow. me. He has it. My cousin called him. Yeah, my dad has it. You know. Right. But it wasn't to a point where it was like really noticeable. Okay. Gotcha. Now I have one cousin who's really noticeable because he's he's pretty much all light now. Right. You know. So, but honestly, to be real, I have not skipped a beat since I had real long. Good. Good. And, and you know, and it is vitiligo is interesting. You know, you mentioned how the spots come and go. 
Um, I, I've experienced repigmentation on one part of my arm, but the other arm, I've gained more spots. And you talk about the spots on my legs, and I often wonder, is it, or was it part of the stress from the pandemic? Because I gained more spots in 2021, um, going through the rest of this year. And I'm like, come on, man. I thought it was, you know, sometimes you think you're done with it, you know, and then it starts to spread again. And like you said, little spots, like little dots. And it started appearing more and more. And, um, and, and it is one of those things where, I guess for some people, it can be frustrating. Because if you, you know, if you develop it later in life, you start to think, why now? Why not when I was younger? Maybe I could have handled it a little differently. Yes. But it's all in how you handle it. Um, and you seem like you really have a, a grasp on it early. You know, like you, you have a lot of confidence. Mm-hmm. And that's something I feel is missing in our community is the confidence. But I'm going to share something with you. Um, and then we're going to get back to your story. I had a conversation with another gentleman, um, Ben, and we were talking about the levels of vitiligo or the stages that we go through. And, and some of us skip that because you talk about the models and, and they have really shine and they're, they're on a different level. But I, said, I, I was talk, telling Ben there's five levels that I see. It's the first level when you start to get that awareness. When you notice it, you're trying to figure out what's happening, what's going on. And, you know, it doesn't quite bother you, but you're curious, like, wow, there's a spot. What is that? I say, that's that first level. And then we get to the next level where we start to seek out education, go to our doctors, you know, what is this? You know, because I think in the beginning, we kind of deal with it. We're we're cool. It's just a spot. But that second level, we want to know more, like what's going to happen in the future? You know, will I get more? Will it spread? I don't know. Now, this level is kind of tricky, the third level. Some people experience that fear, anxiety, depression, because now it's to a point that it's changing who you used to see. You know, you look in the mirror and now you're starting to see somebody different. And I think yeah. some of us skip that phase. Some of us deal, fall, we fall deep into it, you know. And that's where I feel like the support groups come in to provide that support, to help you on that journey. Then that next level, which is the fourth level, I think is that um, acceptance, where you say, you know what, I have vitiligo, I have to accept it, I've got to live my life. And and you still might have that need for support, that need for, you know, that that support group or friends and and just that comfort, but you feel like, I got to live my life, it's going to live with me, you know. And then that last stage, that fifth one, is that acceptance where you are just, you're glowing, you know, you, you're fine. You live with vitiligo. There's no issues about it. You know, um, you're super confident, but I do feel like sometimes, and it's not for everybody. When we reach that top level, it takes that one situation that might knock us down to the third. Then we climb back up. It's a, I feel like it's almost a constant battle. You, You don't go back to the first and second level, but that third level, sometimes you get knocked down you feel a little anxiety. Then you say, nah, I can't, I can't live like this. I gotta climb back up. Was there ever a moment in your life where you, yeah, I know you're new to vitiligo within the past few months. Did you go, oh man, what, why, why me? Why me? Man, real talk. Real talk. In 2015, God came to me and God said, Grover, I need you to seek me. Know my word, get involved, know who I am in your life. 
He said in 2015, everything was great in my life in 2015. But because I heard him and it was so clear, I knew I had to be obedient to him. Right, absolutely. So from there, man, I wanted a Bible study. I was going, I didn't miss Bible study. I didn't miss Sunday school. I wanted to learn. I was seeking him. Right. And uh, I never been sick in my whole entire life. I always, I always been fit. Right. And then I became ill. Mm. I got a serious case of GERD. And in eight days, I was from one eighty nine to one thirty nine. Oh wow! Pan. Can can I stop you right there for our listeners who don't know? Can you explain what GERD is? Because you know sometimes GERD, we GERD, it's like a reflex reaction like we have acid reflex you know right right but mine was a serious case of that and okay. mine and i could not take nothing in okay, my stomach gotcha. out nothing you know to, mm. i could not consume no food no liquids no nothing right so that was my case of girl so with that i ended up in the hospital right i'm sitting there that's when i asked god why me why? right why me why am i here you told me to seek me you know all that stuff i'm here and uh, he first said, why not? Mm-hmm. I died for you. I was on the cross for you. So I gave my life for you. And you just, you still living. Right. And then he said, do you recall in 2015 when I told you to seek me? I said, yes. He said, that's why, because I needed your faith, your level of faith to be at a higher point. So when you go through these storms, right, that you be able to deal with them. Absolutely. And then he said, I got your back. Right. With that being said, right. When I got Verlago. People think I'm crazy. I have never been depressed. I never had anxiety. Right. I never had fear. When I got this, I knew for a matter of fact, I was not going to cover it up because it's the journey that God has for me. Right. And because it's this journey that he has for me, I'm going to walk boldly in it. End it. So I knew that I was going to never cover this up. Right. You know, um, and I knew that God gave us storms in life for two reasons. One, for his glory. And one, to take us to that next level. Right, right. So, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, you know what's interesting? You said that. Because a lot of people think if you're on a Christian journey, you're not going to have any storms. (laughs) You're going to have some storms. And they're going to come at you in ways you never expected. But it's, it's how you handle it. It's how you walk through it. Um, yeah, and, and 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 I can say that you know when my vitiligo developed, um, I did I did struggle with it for many years mm-hmm. until I decided mm-hmm. I can't do it anymore. You know, I can't I can't struggle with vitiligo. Vitiligo has to live with me, and that's the difference because yes. I think a lot of us we live with vitiligo, and whatever vitiligo decides to do, that's what we. Well, I can't go here because I have vitiligo. I can't do this because I have vitiligo. Yeah. But yeah. we have to learn to make sure vitiligo lives with us. Whatever we do, vitiligo has yeah. to journey with us. So if I say I'm going to the beach, my vitiligo has to go with me to the beach. And and that's it, you know. But that was a lesson I had to learn. And, yeah. um, and it didn't come easy. But once it came, it was like, I got it. 
Mm-hmm. I said, now, mm-hmm. now I get what you're doing, Lord. You know, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and it's important that we're hearing your, your story and your testimony mm-hmm. because we do have members in our community that struggle. You know, you know what? Can I share this? Yes. When I'm, I'm grateful, man, because it's so funny how you ask God to expand your territory. Yeah, you gotta be careful because yep. he may expand in the area that you didn't think you're gonna be. No, you're gonna reach. Absolutely. So this will happen very long because I'm like, oh God, spend my territory. Ooh, I'm in very long. I got this. But I have met some amazing people. Right. You know, at the same time, I go into our group and I see people who have isolated themselves. Right. See people who before before Verlago sunshine. Right, right. After storm and rain. Two different people. Absolutely. And my heart goes out because of how their whole life has changed. Right. So my thought is when I'm in when I'm in the chats. I want people to live, continue to live a fullness. Right. You know, and no matter what you look like, you know, I got them on my legs real bad. I wear shorts. I don't care. <laughs> I wear them now. I did. I did. I stopped at one point. I did. I stopped yeah. wearing shorts. And I was like, man, I work with kids. So I'm like, it's 100 degrees out here and I'm wearing jeans, man. Come on. What, what am I doing to myself? So, my first time wearing shorts, I went to a staff meeting. Uh, I also worked in the school system. I went to the staff meeting and I wore my shorts and they've never seen me with my shorts on. And I was like, this is my new me. I, I, I'm wearing, I'm showing you what my vitiligo looks like. Full flesh, this is me, you know. And, and that's what we have to get to. But we got to be careful sometimes with, as you say, some people are isolated um, because they're not ready. And the one thing yeah. we don't want to do is push them off their edge and they don't come back. Um, right. I often say right. we got to be gentle with each other. You know, just just even like in the, within the church, you got to be gentle with some people yep. and show that kindness and rope them in that way. But when we go, hey, you got to love your skin. And sometimes we push people away and I'm like, got to be careful. But I, I did say this and I'm going to get your thoughts on this. I, I, I put something on my page. I say, you know, I don't have to love my vitiligo, but I love who I am. And I say that because I may not love the condition. I may not love, you know, having the condition, but I love me. It, this is who I am. It, it's a condition I have. I say, yeah, I, I want my skin to look all one one color, but it, it of you know, course. Who wouldn't, but it's what I have and it's what I have been given. But I have, I love me. I love who I am. You know, I love everything about Mark, you know, that makes me unique, makes me creative. I just, you know, yes, I have skin that stands out, you know, and, and just like the others. And I, I learned to deal with it. It's living with me now. But I, I say that because we do have a lot of people that hate the vitiligo so much that they hate themselves. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's something we've got to embrace the, those people. So what what would you say to someone who's at that point where they they hate vitiligo so much they hate themselves? I I I really if someone hated themselves, I would honestly I would say connection with God. Right. 
I mean, I'm, my whole faith is, my whole life is in God. So if I did not have God in my life, I would not be in the place I am with Verilago. Right, right. I would not be uh, bold. I wouldn't be positive, you know, if I did not have God in my life. So having God in your life does truly make a difference in your life. Right. And how you approach things. Uh, because if storms will come, you just have a you have a father who will watch you and go with you through the storms. So if if, if I hated myself, I'll connect with God. Right. You know, you know, I'll you know that's the only answer I can give, man. Because right. that's the only thing I know. Right, absolutely. No, and it, you know, it is also also with me, when I got Verilago, I immediately told everybody. I immediately put on Facebook, hey, I got Verilago. And the reason why I did that is because I may not look like I look in next year. Right, right. I may not look like I look now two years from now. Right, absolutely. You no, know, so I want to carry them on. That's why I show my, my Verilago because it when it progress, they see it progressing. Right. It won't be a shock. You know, and all my friends know now. Everybody knows. I speak of. So that's so sharing with people, with your loved ones, it it will help. And, and you know what's great? I think about the technology we have now. Because even right now, for our listeners, you know, we're connecting via video chat. You know, mm-hmm. we can have this conversation, you and I, and then they'll hear it through the radio. But mm-hmm. I go back to the nineties when I developed my vitiligo, you know. There wasn't a whole lot of connecting with people, you know. Um, there were there was MySpace and all that, but I didn't think about oh, let me go on MySpace to find out if you know what's Vitiligo or you know any any other early social media platforms. Yeah. Um, I, I just feel like now there's so much information that we can yeah. access through social media, through technology. That is, I feel like we're making it normalized. You know, like yes. they can see that's, you. That's what we yeah. gotta do. Absolutely. You know, um, and, and use what we have. And, and I'm gonna say this: I think it was very fortunate for our community when the pandemic hit. And I say that because it slowed the world down to a point now that we can show the world and they can actually see us. Because when the world was so fast, nobody saw it. You know, they saw it. It's kind of okay. I'm gonna go do this. But once we slowed it down, and I'm gonna speak through Vit friends, we were doing. Um, live shows like on um, on Zoom and through Facebook Live, where everybody can see what we look like, and it was no yeah. hiding. So I do feel like it it gave us a platform that we can use, and now we need to continue to use it because we're connecting yeah. with people all over. Because think about this: before um, the pandemic, you and I would not have connected. Right. You're in Houston, I'm here. We probably would never have a conversation. But once it slowed us down, we were like, hey, we have technology. Let's use it. I've connected with people from all over the world. Mm-hmm. All the, you know, and, and I'm like, man, I've got an inner circle that I never had before. Although I haven't met most of the people in person, but we still can see each other. We can still connect. And I think that's important for our community, you know, just to have a connection. Um, so let me let me back up a little bit. <clears throat> Excuse me. 
So you said you did not go for any treatments. I'm not even worried about treatments. No, that's, that's, I got you. Yeah, treatments I, and treatments and cures is something that I'm not seeking. And don't right. get me wrong. When I went to see my doctor, he gave me some cream stuff to put on my face. Right. But as far as I'm going seeking cures and worry about right. cures and <laughs> well, I'm not going to do that to myself. Absolutely. But we can yeah, tell the listeners right now. I'm a walk with it, baby. I'm a walk with it. <laughs> right. Look, they're treatments, but they're no cures right now. If you see any exactly. cures on Facebook or any social media, it's not real. You know, right. One thing about this, man, I'm, I'm not in no pain. Right. Absolutely. You're not. I just had a, um, uh, a conversation with kids today at my school. You know, I did a presentation and that was one of the questions. Do you have any pain? I said, if you pinch me, if you if you scratch me or if you punch me, yeah, I'll have pain. I said, but from right. little, I don't know. I, I don't have any pain. I said, okay. sometimes the only pain we have is the pain we inflict on ourselves through isolation. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and sometimes I wish I had that time back that mm. I spent isolating myself. But I also feel like it was a part of my journey. You know, sometimes I, sometimes I feel like God will put you in this cocoon to work with you. And mm -hmm. when he brings you out of it, you're ready. You're that butterfly and you're ready to fly and, and, and explore the world. Um, and, and I think that's what it did for me. Now, go back to the religious, uh, further into the religious aspect. I had an encounter back in the 90s, maybe 97 or so. I had a gentleman tell me that he just stopped me. I was at a, 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 a family reunion with my best friend and his mm -hmm. father, step stepdad is, was the pastor of my church at the time. And this gentleman walked up to me. He stopped me. He said, it was nice knowing you. So, you know, like, hold on, wait a minute. So I, I approached him later and had a conversation with him. We started talking. <clears throat> make a long story short, what he said is that in your journey, you're going to make an impact on a lot of people's lives. I'm thinking journey. I'm not going anywhere. What journey? Now I'm starting to think about this. This is a journey. Having a podcast is a journey because I'm connecting with yeah. so many people. And I yeah. always say, I don't have to know whose life I'm changing. Yeah. But hopefully through my guests and it's something I have said has helped. You know, um, how would you advocate for Vitiligo? Man, that's a blessing, man. That you that you do what you do, man. Because, uh, uh, like you said, I didn't know anything about Bird Largo. I didn't know I didn't know anyone who had it. And a friend sent me a link to, um, to just to be a part of a group. And he sent me that link. And like I said, I met some amazing people. Matter of fact, next next uh, weekend on the 18th, we all getting together, going bowling. Oh, good. You good. know, yeah, yeah, here in the Houston area. I never met them before, but we chat every almost all the time. Right. And uh, one thing, uh, one thing that I know that we are better when we communicate, when we chat, when we support, when we motivate one another, because no one know how we feel but us. Right. Even right. though we may have different journeys with it, but we all pretty much feel the same. Absolutely. And the fact that he sent me that link and I when I I'm able to converse with people who feel exactly what I'm feeling. Right. And the good thing for me being a black brother is the fact that 
reaching out to the brothers. Right, right. You no, know, uh, I don't want the brothers to feel like they're any less right. with that Verilago. You know, I want the brothers to be even guys in general, but brothers to feel feel strong in who they are. Absolutely. You know, who who God made them to be, and that this Verilago that's on our skin has nothing with the makeup of the man that we are. Right, absolutely. So when I see guys with Verilago, I really want to reach out to the guys because, you know, family, uncles, brothers, and people are watching us. Absolutely. They do see us. And how we handle this Verilago will reflect on them when they reach storms or storms right, come in their life. Right. So, uh, honestly, Verilago has made me stronger. Yes. It has truly, it has truly made me stronger. And, and as, as it should, you know, I know it's a topical challenge that we go through, something on the surface of our skin, but we know for some of us, it, it's hereditary, some autoimmune, different things, but it should make you stronger. Um, mm-hmm. As we often say, we're made to stand out. We are unique people in ourselves. You know, we stand, if we walk in the room right now, we're going to stand out. People yeah. are going to see us and go, I want to know that brother's story. I want to know that, you know, her story. I want to know that person's story over there. It, it, yeah. it, you know, I, and I didn't always see that, but I do see it. I'm like, yeah, we made the stand out, but it's how we use it yeah. that that's going to determine who else we help, you know, who True. else we impact. Right. Exactly. So, I totally agree. Absolutely. Now, when you, um, when you develop your vitiligo, what, what was the impact on friendships and relationships? Man, I'm telling you, nothing skilled to nothing skilled to beat. When I got it, I just kept walking, man. Not, nothing in my life has changed since I had Verilago. Wow, awesome, awesome. Only thing that has changed is it's made me stronger. But as far as me, friendships, me, relationships, me, none of that has changed. That's it's crazy, true. but it's I skip a beat, man. You know, I think a, a lot of that, <clears throat> excuse me, my allergies have been bothering me all day. Um, I think a lot of that is if you had confidence before vitiligo, vitiligo shouldn't take that from you. And, and I was talking to somebody about that before that, you know, if we were insecure, we were probably insecure before we developed vitiligo. But vitiligo kind of enhanced the insecurity, but we have to figure mm-hmm. out how we're going to, how we're going to overcome that. Those mm-hmm. the anxiety, you know. Sometimes we were already dealing with anxiety. Mm-hmm. We have to figure out how we're going to get over that anxiety, that depression, mm-hmm. you know, all those things. Sometimes it's it's something we're already dealing with, but then mm-hmm. vitiligo comes along, and we go, "Oh, my vitiligo made me this." No, it didn't really. You know, you you can you could overcome these things, you know. Yeah. But what's important is a strong support community around you, whether it's family, friends, you know, or a spouse or whatever, you got to have a strong support community and faith. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I have all, and I have all the above, you know. Uh, yeah. Uh, 
family is amazing. Cousins are amazing. Friends are amazing. But let me just say this too. I make, I live life in a way that I make sure that my circle of friends are positive people. Right, absolutely. I allow no negative energy vibe in my space. I can control I control the vibe energy around me each and every single day. So with that being said, in living, I only keep positive negative, positive people in my circle. Absolutely. But that's why this podcast is called Living Life, because you got to be able to live, but you got to be able to do it in such a way that's positive. You impact people yeah. by the company you keep and the energy that you put out. And, yeah. and people don't often sure. understand that. Your energy is very important. You know, what is being given and received. Ooh. Yeah, and plus I read it over very long ago, stress has a lot to do with it. Absolutely. So I definitely don't want no stress in my life. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Look, Look the I, only I'm thing be... that doesn't hurt me is sunlight. Okay. I'm 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 a fitness person. I want to be out there in the heat of the day, walking, running, doing right. fit camps. You know. So, do I do it? Of course I do. Right. Because I know they said no direct sun. How can you be a fitness person and not be in the sun? Right. Hey. hey well. You know, I, I think it's a little, it's different for people in the community because, all right, I wear sunscreen, yes, but I don't burn. You know, <clears throat> when, I, when I go out, if I go to the beach or if I'm out in the sun for a while, I don't burn. But we have people <clears throat> in our community, they burn within minutes. And I think yeah. a lot of it depends on your skin, you know. Yeah. Um, and, and you know your skin better than anybody else, you know. And we have people that have, they have to wear long sleeves. They have to wear a hat. They have to cover yeah. up, but yeah. that's not the case for everybody. Some of us don't have to, but I would still say wear some sunscreen, especially because hot outside. You know, um, yeah. <laughs> do do the do what's I guess the the right thing for your skin for your body. You yeah. know what's best for you. Yeah, yeah. One thing I also understand, man, is that even with cures, with you know, everybody is different. What works for you, right? It, you know, may not work for me. So, Absolutely. you know, uh, I listen to what people say and have to say because you, you know, education, like you said, is valuable. Right. You know, even though I have Verlago, it's not to a point where I don't read up on, even though I'm like, I, I don't want no medication and all this stuff, but I do have to make myself knowledgeable of what I have. Right. Absolutely. You know, and what works for some people, yes, I want to know what works for some people, what doesn't work for some people. Even though I may not, you know, I'm not worried about it developing more on me, but I do read up on it. Right. Because if I have it, I need to know about it. Absolutely. And, you know, it's funny, we talk about those treatments. Um, you're right. It, it's, not, it's not made for everybody. Some people's skin will accept that treatment and they will repigment. Some people's skin, your body might reject it, and you're not going to repigment. Sometimes it'll speed up your vitiligo, so you just don't know how these treatments are going to um, act, react to your body. And that was a question I had for a um, a little study I sat on about vitiligo and about treatments and cures. And you know, and I said to the lady, I said, first of all, treatment is to treat it for a long term. It's not a cure. 
so that means you got to keep putting whatever into your body or on, to, on your skin or even you know maybe a light uh light box therapy i said that that's not that's not a cure i said a cure right. to me is something maybe i might have to take for six months that i'm done forever mm-hmm. i said but you can't guarantee that and mm-hmm. and and even with the cure it my, my body is not gonna maybe not going to react to it or it could completely reject it or it can cause some other health issues i said exactly. so you know when people are out there saying you need to do this treatment you got to do this treatment you have to do what's best for your body exactly and, and not based on somebody else and, and and some of that is you know do i want to take it do i want do i not um and i'm, right. I'm one i i did the cream for about six months and that cream was like putting on lotion that's it it did nothing it did nothing for me so i stopped and i was offered some other therapies i'm like no i'm good i don't need any other Man, you know what I, it's so, so funny that you said that because i'm not and i'm pushing them but only thing that's because i used to have i used to have marks right here all okay. on the side I used to have marks they were right here and they were here mm, okay on my side you know i have some here and some here right um but I started doing no, of course I do, I wash my face every day with herbal. <laughs> okay, good. And I noticed that every time I, when I wash my face, the marks were going away. Mm. So I said, you know what, Grover? Let me wash my neck. <laughs> 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 because I just wash my face. And right. I got you know, right here is just you just see it. Right. So I said, so last month. I'll start watching my neck, you know, just to see what right. happened, man. <laughs> well, sometimes we try. Look, I'm going to be honest. I, I've tried washing. I got a little spot on my neck. But the rest of my uh-huh. neck is dark because I have a birthmark. And, and and it was weird because, you know, I had the vitiligo and then the birthmark started growing late. I'm like, yo, what's going on? I got the light spots and I got a dark spot. And the doctor was like, well, you have a late growing birthmark and it's going to keep growing until it just decides to stop. And I'm like, oh, oh wow. So it's weird because it, one half of my body is dark all over my neck. And then I got vitiligo on my arms and all over. I'm like, I mean, multicolor. <laughs> but, and but, you know, it's so funny because I'm a fitness person, you know, and now I'm getting it like, I got, I got a spot right here on my chest, you know, like, okay, now I got a spot right here. Right. You know, I'm like, okay, I'm going to show my body with the yeah, spot. Yeah. So let but it come. You know what? It, it's, it's at that point where, like I said, you have to take charge. You have, you still got to live your life, you know, and if you live your life in solitude, you're going to miss a whole lot. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and we've already been in the house for almost two, almost two years, a full year and some change. It, it's time to live again. You know, it is. And I'm thinking over COVID. I had COVID for two months. So wow. I've been quarantined, man. So let me ask you this. Do you think having COVID has impacted your vitiligo any? Um, since then, have you seen more spread or you just, no? I've seen the exact same. Okay. I, okay. I haven't seen any, 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 uh, any spread of the virologo. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I often wonder because I, I have severe allergies. You know, my mm-hmm. allergies never go away. You know, my mm-hmm. nose is always running and I'm, I'm allergic to grass trees, everything that's out here in nature. Like, come on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But um, 
I don't know. Sometimes I wonder, like, well, my allergies, does that affect my vitiligo? And, and you know, you start thinking about all these theories, you know, could it possibly be this, you know? But now I don't even, I used to count, like, my vitiligo spots. I would look and just go, okay, let me compare. Sometimes I don't even think about it. I, I'm just living life, and until later I go, oh, yeah, I do have vitiligo. Mm-hmm. It's at a point where I, I don't I don't care, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And not to say I'm knocking somebody else's journey or story, because I understand we have people that do care and they do have yeah. concerns about the vitiligo and they need that support. They need that care. And I think that's where we come in. Those of us who have accepted our, our condition yeah. and we can give somebody encouragement that yeah. you too yeah. can reach that level. Where you can live, you know. You can enjoy your life. You can do those things you've always wanted. Like maybe I want to go bowling, but I'm afraid somebody's gonna see my hands in the ball. Who cares? You know, just go bowl, yeah. have fun. You know. Yeah. Um, if you can swim, go swimming. You know. Yeah. Just enjoy life. You know, just um, it, it's too short. Yeah. And, I think and one thing you, I do know that mm-hmm. as I as, as I continue to live and just go, I'm I'm aware that people gonna stare. They're gonna you know? stare they gonna stare and I have no control with them staring you know right I can't I can't control that aspect of it um, and uh, yeah they gonna stare so you know if somebody stares simply say hi hey how you cool. doing <laughs> and that catches yeah. people off guard they're staring they go hey yeah. how you doing they're like oh uh, I, I'm fine yeah I see you staring right. at me. you know what man so, honestly the only time I know that I have Verilago is when I look in the mirror. Wow. wow. You know, just everyday living, right. spots, I, I I never think, I never think about it, never ever think about it until when I look in the mirror. Right. Then I'm like, oh, I got burned my goal. But <laughs> now, now, the only time I'm reminded at work, kids, they ask questions. Hey, oh, yeah. what, what's that on your head? And, and, and don't open up that door because I'm going to have fun with it. No, yeah. one time I told somebody my hands were a map. I put them together, this buried treasure, you know. Um, I, I, I throw up all types of things. You know, I got it's, so great. it's great that you are a teacher and you are able to explain to them. Right, absolutely. You know, that's, that's, that's a blessing. Because they never may ever come be confronted with someone with it. Right. And because they had an early life, early stage in life, and they see the positiveness from right. you. Right. See, they may get it later on, but yeah, they had a teacher who. So that's keep doing what you're doing, man. And always, what's also important, they will grow up to be adults to understand because they've already had the education piece. Think about we we grew up in a time where we mimicked and mocked people that had difference that that was different from us. Um, Because I'm not going to front. We all laughed at Michael Jackson, you know, when he went from his natural collection. We sure did. We all did. And we didn't know, but we didn't know what vitiligo was. We thought, oh, he bleached his skin. Michael Jackson bleached his skin. And then you start getting some information about vitiligo, but still, it was, we were at a time where, what's that? You know? Yeah. But our kids are going to grow up to accept people who look different that are that are different, and they're going to see somebody yeah. with a bit of LIGO, and they're already going to know about it, and they're yeah. going to accept that person for who they are, you know. Exactly. Not, and, and that's the important part of, like I, I said to um, some of our community members, I said I see it as vitiligo awareness and education. 
because we don't need a, need people just to be aware about vitiligo. We need to also educate them about our condition, how we live, that we live just like them. And one of the things that the kids always say, and I love it, when I say to them, what do we all have in common? They said, we're human beings. Love it. We are yeah. all humans on the same planet. Yeah, we are. Yeah, so we are. why are we griping at each other? Why are we at each other? Why are we disrespecting each other? You know, um, or, or downing how somebody looks or how somebody walks and talks. Come on, yeah. we're all the different. God made yeah. us special in each and every way. Exactly. That's how I see life. Exactly. Well, well Grover, man, this has been a great conversation. Um, but I'm not going to end it yet. I'm going to let you wrap it up with some words of wisdom to any of our listeners out there. You know, somebody's going to hear it. Somebody needs to hear it. And then I'll, I'll close this out. So you take the floor. Oh, man. Uh, he put me on the spot. Uh, <laughs> I do it but, to everybody. <laughs> the good thing about it is, I'm just speaking from the heart, speaking yes. from my truth. So to all the listeners has Verlago, my prayer is that you find a space in your life where you can walk with confidence with yourself and not think of Verlago. You know, uh, it is something that is noticeable but it has nothing to do with your heart, body, and soul. You know, so if you can connect with your mind, body, and soul and keep that positive energy, then you'll find yourself being able to deal with Verlago. Also keep that positive group. Man, uh, surround your pe- surround yourself with people who are positive and surround your people who are Verlago. Absolutely. You know, because just hearing their journey, hearing their comments, supporting one another from a place of understanding means a lot. Absolutely. So never feel like you by yourself, because trust me, you are not by yourself. Hey, Michael Jackson way, said it best. The only way you are going to know if you allow yourself to get outside that box. Right. So I'm going to say jump out of that box and meet people who can help you to appreciate you. Absolutely. And also people who can support, encourage, motivate you. So I would say jump out of that box. Take that lid off, throw it into the trash (laughs) and live your life. Right, absolutely. And like MJ said, you are not alone. You got a whole community of people right here. So Grover, I, I greatly appreciated the conversation. I'm glad Thank we you. had a chance to connect. Yeah. Hopefully you can make it out to Minnesota, which is our our uh, Man, I'm ready. I'm ready. Matter of fact, yeah. I looked I looked to book my hotel and someone told me, wait, wait, wait. Right. Get the host motel. Brother, I will see you there. All right, definitely. I'll I will I'm be going. there. Look, we're gonna have a conversation. I'm gonna try to go live during the convention. Um so at least Facebook Live, so I can do a show right from the floor and be able to see others and they can see us. And but but we'll figure that one out when when we get there. But yeah, definitely for our listeners, you know, we do have a convention in June. You know, if you don't know much about it, look for some information coming out. You can visit um, BitFriends at www.bitfriends.org to find out more information about BitFriends, the vitiligo support communities we have within the BitFriends um, organization. 
um, find out what BitPrints um, has to offer you, you know, as, as um, someone living with vitiligo or someone who knows somebody living with vitiligo. Because it's not just about the people with vitiligo. We also want to provide support for the family members or the loved ones who have somebody with vitiligo. And, um, and just reach out to us. You can you can see us on, um, visit us on Facebook and, you know, join us there just to see what we're doing as a community as a whole. You know, we're doing a lot. Listen to our podcast. They can be listened to on Blog Talk Radio. Um, you can find us on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts. So we're doing big things within our community, just trying to get the vitiligo awareness and education message out there, and also to provide you with information about other things. We don't just talk about vitiligo. We talk about mental health, and we've had conversations about, you know, alternative to eating healthy and uh, alternatives to fitness. So a lot of different things we're putting out there to our community. So please make sure you tune in. You have been listening to Living Life and Love with your host, Mark Braxton from Raleigh, North Carolina. Thank you. And remember, when you're looking at mirror, always tell who you see in the mirror. I love you. Or when you take that selfie, turn that picture around, look at that person and tell them I love you. Always have to love yourself and remember to love others. Take care. Have a great day. Have a blessed day. You have been listening to Living Life and Love with your host, Mark Braxton. This podcast was sponsored by My Vitiligo Team. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.